This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jackson's there, Billy did. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupi Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson. Clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stefan Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode 117 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. This week has seen queues outside the petrol stations as motorists panic over the scarcity of fuel. Whilst over in HD1, similar scenes have started as 11 men queue outside the penalty area, wondering about the paucity of goal-scoring opportunities. One place where there isn't much of a queue is on this podcast. Just Just the three of us today willing to step up and talk about Saturday's game. A man who does more miles than a nice road trucker watching sport, it's Richard Cosy Kosmala. And a man who scarcely misses a game these days, his tackle graph must be off the charts. It's Dan Hosser Porritt. And I'm Matt Tenforshaw. How are you doing, guys? Good, Pat. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Um, bit flat after yesterday, but, you know, this is what football does to us. Um, but before we go on, uh, Blackburn Rovers are upon us this Tuesday, and we're better for your pre-match tipple than Magic Rock. Uh, Magic Rock will be opening as usual on Tuesday, so head on down where a few of us will be there. Uh, Magic Rock are also sponsoring our fantasy football games this season and we'll be announcing prizes pretty soon on that as well. So bear with us on that and we'll get some uh, some announcements uh, heading your way quite soon. And uh, of course, they sponsor this podcast. So thank you again to Magic Rock. Okay, so Swansea 1, Huddersfield Town nil, An absolutely dire game, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Turton in for Josh Caroma kind of summed up Tam's approach to this game. Uh, that, that change. Uh, Town... 
created absolutely nothing. Swansea matched us up like Nottingham Forest did in terms of systems. And we had absolutely no answer. It was 60 odd minutes before Carlos decided to try and change anything. Uh, it, it was a really tepid performance. Um, I'll ask some questions, Pause. I'll come to you first because I know you like to, to go off on a bit of a tangent, don't you, at the start? So I'll throw some, I'll throw some things your way and then we'll see how you, you juggle this. Okay. So the question really on a lot of people's minds and mine in particular is has Carlos's new system been found out quite quickly? Uh, we see two sides to Carlos quite often, don't we? We see this Carlos who sticks rigidly with something if it's worked a couple of times and it eventually gets found out and he's quite slow to react to things, isn't he? Sort of in-game, his in-game management can be quite slow to react. Or we see this this Carlos who tinkers maniacally on the touchline, moving pieces around like a game of speed chess, you know, on occasion. So it's kind of finding the balance, isn't it? Um, he stumbled on this, fourth, uh, on this 3-4-3 at Sheffield United where... He positively affected the game with his substitutions. It was good management there, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, and it was quite rightly praised on this podcast. And then we put Reading away, didn't we? Which was, again, a good performance by the, by the club and by the team. But since the international break, we're, cre- we're creating less and less on a game-by-game basis. Um, uh, this came from a conversation in WhatsApp with Stephen Chicken, and he's, he's added it into, uh, into some of his conclusions as well. So I've rinsed this slightly from the chicken. Uh, but in terms of our chance creation since Reading, uh, and we'll use XG just for this purpose. I've got, also got some other shots on target ones as well, but XG just sort of just kind of gives you the you know the, what we we would kind of expect in terms of opportunities. But Stoke, we had one point six six, Blackpool one point three, Forest not point eight eight, Swansea not point one five, the worst since Carlos took over. So you can see it's nose diving down. Uh, in terms of shots on target against Stoke, it was three, Blackpool six. Obviously, we won that game. Forest two. Uh, Swansea none. Uh, so no, so it feels like town are becoming more risk averse. You know, David Hartrick mentions this quite a lot to us. Uh, and he mentions it on the podcast as well. The sh- this little shades of David Wagner's second season Premier League, where we hold on to the ball too long, we're taking less risks. Uh, it feels as well like Sauber Thomas's set piece delivery has masked over the sort of pedestrianization of, of our, of us in open play as well. Uh, we've scored 14 goals this season, which isn't bad. But when you analyze them and break them down, seven are from set pieces, which they all count, obviously. Uh, one of them is an own goal. And from a game where we didn't have a shot on target, incidentally. Which leaves six goals in open play spread across 11 games in League and Cup, which is like a goal every other, every two games almost, you know, in, in League and Cup, which isn't great. Uh, a centre-back is our top scorer. We're just not creating chances at the minute. And we have players that can and have done it, but they seem to be clamming up in a shell again. And we've gone from playing with freedom before the international break. And then since the international break, we've lost three games out of four and we're holding onto the ball a lot more. The pass passing accuracy is better because we're taking less chances. And where, do, where, where do you think this is? What do you, what do you th- sort of make of that pause? Uh, I've th- I know I've thrown a lot at you there in terms of stats, shots and target, but we can see a, a common theme and that is town of creating less and obviously getting, le- you know, and getting less output from the game. First of all, uh, I think I had all exact stats that you've had out written there uh, in front of me, Matt. So you've stolen basically all my content in one there for tonight. Right. Um, well, it is it is quite worrying, obviously. Like you say, we we seem to be on a downward trajectory since um, since we've you know played United, like you say, and we got the decent win then for Reading, um, and then after that, you know, three 
of poor performances, really, for me. I don't even think it's Sheffield United, really. I think the, the late winner must. What I did, I personally didn't think were a, a great uh, performance until we made the changes and we went, you know, a little bit more attacking, which, as you say, you know, credit where credit's due. But, yeah, um, the, the goals from open play is certainly um, a massive concern. Like you said, they all count. Not a problem with scoring from set pieces, but you've still got to be able to score from open play as well. Can't just can't just play for set pieces. I mean, that's not football, is it? Um, and I think Sorba Thomas obviously set off absolutely on fire. Um, you know, I think I said it last week, that we're never going to be sustained for a full season. No way at all. Um, other teams have seen him as our danger man. He's a young lad. You know, it's absolutely nothing against Salva Thomas. I think he's a great, a great player and a, and a decent lad as well. So it's you know, it's nothing against him. But he's new to league football. He's not going to be able to play a full season at that, you know, intensity and that good. Otherwise, you know, he'd already be playing a lot higher than than Huddersfield Town if he could do that week in week out. And it's just really frustrating and, and, and disappointing the fact that we. You have these debates with people on social media about Carlos and what he can do well and what he can't do well. And you, you seem to get a lot of, or I seem to see a lot of sort of green shoots. And then two, within two games, they're trampled upon by his own making. He doesn't seem to be able to react. He doesn't seem to do anything different. He, he kind of kind of just sticks at it. The in-game stuff for me is a big concern. The fact that he doesn't mix it up. Uh, he just kind of sticks at the same the same plan. I mean, it's almost the same eleven as well. He's, he's I know he switched yeah. to them in Corona, but he's, he's he made it's mention. The same it's kind of the same subs, though, isn't it? Even when he does yeah. make the changes, it's the same thing. And but he's made a, a deal scout. of having different op- different uh, different opportunities for people from the bench as well. So he's he's big this up as well. Do you know that he's got uh, different options that he can call upon, and he's not quite made a lot of them yet, has he? And no, this, like, this isn't a huge seen... dig, is it? We're just sort of searching for. What's going on? Going no, there's, on not, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with being critical at all because there's reasons to be critical. You know, and it's not, it's not, you see this a lot on, again on social media and it's a, it's a bit of a problem. Uh, you, you can't criticize, you've just got to blindly support and, and go and whatever happens, happens kind of thing. I don't get on board with that. I think if there is reasons for concern, then fans have every right to, you know, to, to, to discuss them. And, you know, although we can't really obviously implement the changes, it's nice to, to discuss it and see what see what other people think. But yeah, for me, it's you know you go forward two steps and and then almost back three sometimes. Um, so it's, it's a really difficult one because Detec, this when you start thinking about Carlos and how he manages Detec this season in isolation, he's not really got the excuse of not having sort of his players. You know, the players that have come in have, have now, you know, the his players. Um, You've got fans back. It's a normal season, and you know you look at this season in isolation, and you'd say, "Do you know what seventh in league after however many games we played?" If you'd have asked me that, you know, start of August, I'd have, I'd have bitten your hand off from it. But that's just that's just what it looks like at the moment. Um, you think back to last season, and we were in a very similar position. You know, coming up to Christmas, we seemed to be doing all right. We had good games and bad games, and then we just we just dropped off the cliff and. For me, that's always in the back of my mind. You've got to, you know, the sample size has got to be bigger than just this season. Um, and 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 the comments that I've seen, sort of criticising Carlos, are are justified. I think he does some things well. And when we, you know, when we played Reading, we we looked decent. Um, I think, you know, you read again online and people make comments that we were, you know, probably better than, you know, what we were. 
people get excited and start thinking, oh, you know, here we go, it's another 16, 17 season and stuff like that. But for me, you know, it were, it were never going to be like that. We'd had a couple of really good results, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you, you've got to you've got to continue that through, um, which, which we've not done. You know, Stokes, Forrest and yesterday, Swansea, take them three games in isolation and that's, you know, that, their relegation performances for me, the way that we've played. Um, on the ball, we look all right. It's very slow, very lethargic. And again, one goal, were it 13 minutes yesterday or something, something like that? And, you know, you think you were pretty grouped, didn't you, Matt? It's, it's game over. So, you, you know, you don't, have, you don't even have the hope of, of getting back into a game when we go 1-0 down. And XG of, for it, 0.15. Yeah. You know, it's pretty pathetic, really, that, isn't it? Yeah, and, and Cosy, uh, we'll bring you in at this point as well. I can, sorry, I can see you're a bit busy there. <laughs> but we'll bring in you... We are still seventh, so you know we've we've lost three from four. We've lost two in a row where we've not looked like we're threatening the goal. Are we just overreacting a little bit? Is there? Or I think is, so, mate. Yeah. I'm quite surprised how Ash has been, to be honest with you, and that as well. I mean, I think what you've got to remember is this is a guy whose who's team let in seventy odd goals last year. So if I'm Carlos, I'm thinking right, I've got to do something to you know if I let in seventy odd goals this year, I'm not going to be around pretty much by Christmas. So I've got to do something different and. You know, he's kind of I'm kind of arguing against myself because one of the reasons I was chuffed Carlos appointment was I wanted to see some nice free flowing football, something different to the, you know, the standard stuff we saw under Cowley and you know Powell, Richie, that kind of stuff, etc. So it's gone the other way. But what I've seen this season is the games are pretty similar. I mean, yesterday, for example, it, to me, we're very solid. We try and hit teams on the break. We try and just kind of nick stuff on that as well. So the Blackpool game was an was a good example where. It looks great, 3-0 win, but for being honest, the game of chess, we luckily got the first goal. We took it away from them. Their heads went down and that as well. Most of the games have been exactly that. Well, last, last week, we were very disappointed at, at home, but classic town that we couldn't build on it. But I think we had it yesterday. Yeah, with a terrible game. We didn't have a shot and goal. But you know what? <laughs> to lose 1-0 at Swansea, we... You know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad effort, really, in that as well. I know it's not the Swansea, maybe a, you know, kind of. They'd not, they'd not won at home all season, but before yesterday, so you know, you say and, and on and paper, one, and one goal at home all season as well. Most of our games should have been the same to me. Just try and stop the. I mean, Reading's. It's really difficult because a lot of the games we've seen, a lot of the teams we've played have kind of been in a bit of a crisis when we played them. But if you're being honest, we've burgled a lot of the games. Sheffield United were another one where we kind of kept it tight, nicked to winner Blackpool kept it tight and we, we took control on that as well. Yesterday was the same, kept it tight, trying to get a goal. And we've got a plus one goal difference, which I, I think I might have gone out on an old Miracle, I don't know. So ideally, I think for me, it's not been brilliant to watch, to be honest with you. It's pretty boring, but we did the job against Reading. In Blackpool, we look good, you know, kind of once we took control on that as well. But it is where we're at, to be honest with you. I don't... I think you've got to take the table out of it, really. As much as you want to kind of say with seventh, if you look a bit further, there's hardly any points separating a lot of teams and that as well. But we're more solid. We don't look like we're going to get absolutely bad everywhere we go, like we did last season and that as well. But like you mentioned there and some of that stuff, we're not creating much. Where's this, I mean, the stuff coming at the season still stands for me. You know, where's this, where's this quality? Where's this creativity? Where's this ball playing midfield and in, in, there and what have you? Whereas up front, we're still we're led by a 34-year-old journeyman. It's like, there's other stuff that confused me a little bit, like someone like Scott Ayew, I thought it all right early on, disappeared from the scene totally. There's some players who don't seem to want to 
trust some of the youth and that as well and probably come on it's back on the bench again with Scott yeah. at the weekend I think that's just our fault but I think the Black the Blackburn game is an interesting one because I just think it's one of we need to kind of get something in the bank I think before the international break even Luton and that as well but it's we're a lot more solid which I like I don't like watching us play particularly I think we're pretty dull it's quality comes from the same old people we need more people to come with the quality but is it there and yeah it's I think I think the problem is because we saw we can see parallels from last season and this just isn't you know what do we put here 11 games this season it's not just 11 games it's 12 months you know of, of sort of Carlos football and we can still see things that we saw 10 months ago still happening in in terms of what what he does and there are there are you know, like we say, we are seventh. We are more solid at the back. Um, you know, it's helped with that back three. Although I think a, a change to a back four might might alter that, but it might ne- might be a necessity at some point. Um, I just I think the worry is, and, and a lot of fans what I'm picking up from people because I'm I'm trying to represent the views of what I've seen online. If you like, uh, for me, there's no need to panic or anything yet. Uh, we've lost two in a row, and I think this is what Huddersfield will do this year. I think we'll lose mm-hmm. two draw one, win one, lose one. You know, I think we're going to be all over the place. So I'm not worried or anything, but I just see... That, I think that's championship in general as well, though, Matt. Which yeah, is- yeah. It's, I'm just trying to represent some of the views that are coming through online about Huddersfield Town and looking at, in particular, looking at chance creation. This, for me, is our main main issue. And we do have creative players. We do have good players. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and take anybody saying, oh, we've got one of the worst teams in the in the league. We don't. Uh, we've got we've got some good players there. We've got, you know, like you say, we've got a solid back three. Pearson and Tom Lees didn't have the best of games on Saturday, but they've been pretty good this season. Levi Colwell was decent, I thought, on Saturday. Lee Nichols had a good game. It could have been three or four down. We could have been three or four down at halftime. Uh, Lee Nichols had a decent decent game, and he came out of that with a lot of credit. Uh, moving forward, we've got Lewis O'Brien can can do a bit. You know, he can create. Jonathan Hogg's a good sitting sitting defensive midfielder, win you the ball. Daniel Sinani's not looked as good as what he did before the international break. You know, he's, you know, against Blackpool, he did quite well. But since then, he's he seems to be struggling more than more than few. Uh, Sauber Thomas has dipped a little bit, but, the, you know, it's the whole plateauing thing. He was bound to plateau at some point, you know, after that, after that start. And he's still decent. Josh Caroma is still working his way in. But these are good good footballers. Um, we, we won't probably won't see the best of uh, Meepo for, for a little bit, I would imagine, while he's still acclimatising. Um but there are good players there, and I think there are creative players there. Maybe not from deep, and this is one thing we've discussed, isn't it, uh, Poz? You know, in terms mm. of town, towns, um, you know, it's about building the bridge, isn't it, as opposed to just crossing it, if you like. And towns build up players, become a little bit pedestrian, and, and it and it's turns of oh, shut, sure. shuttling. And do you know what? I'm not going to pick out any specific players for this. It, it it seems to be a group collective more than anything, and we seem to be shuttling wide. And we mentioned it last week about going in that U shape. And it just it just demands somebody to become more central. And I don't know if this the shape the shape of the team will change now to maybe more four two three one style, and Sinani might drop in a bit. But it just seems that we uh, we need to get a little bit more behind our striker because we're currently flogging Danny Ward, Fraser Campbell, Meepo when he comes on because they have very little central support in this system. You know they have two players wide, but nobody who comes in comes in and around them. And I think that lack of central support now is starting to show in terms of our, in terms of our chance creation. Everything comes from out wide for us, you know. Chance, chances come. We from haven't crossing. got a creative midfielder. We haven't replaced Moy. We haven't replaced this Dutchman who were really good. 
until he got injured. And even when he came back, he, there were one or two sparks. What do you expect? The Dutchman. <laughs> Carol Eiting. Well, we've got Lewis O'Brien can do bits. Yeah, you know, he can team. force forward. You know, yeah, but he's not. Dan Elsonani Sina- Sina- was brought in as that attacking number eight. He's currently played wide, but he is the one who's been brought in to play that sort of attacking central midfield role. You know, what's his first goal? Brilliant. Flynn Downs, class, total quality. That's what we need. Someone like that, mate. But you know, someone pulling the strings. That that's the problem for me. It's not. I wouldn't call him a creative midfielder, Flynn Downs. No, but what? Oh, there's what? Boom! Get in there. We haven't got anyone like that, mate. Our goals are all blood and thunder. There, creativity, quality football, mate. That's not us. Yeah, it's tough. I think I think you've done right. You're dead right in what you say about the central striker as well, Matt. And I think I mentioned it last week. But if you're playing, if you're playing for three, four, three, if you're playing three up front, you know, you you have to the the two wide off the the three have to almost be together. And we're not, we play, we play almost one in the centre and then there's two are really, really wide. The, the wingers, they're not forwards for me, they're actual wingers. They need to be, ten, for me anyway, they need to be 10 yards further in field to help, to help out the, the weather's playing that central striker role because at the minute you, you're not really, I look at how the team is set up and how it should be set up on, you know, like when you see the team sheet and stuff like that and it looks like a 3-4-3, but it's not, for me, it's almost... I know it sounds silly, but it's almost a, a three six one at times. We, the the wide the, the the two wide forwards are are playing as wingers, and they're putting crosses in. They're there for me. If you're playing three up front, they need to be more more direct and running diagonal at goal rather than running straight down the lines. They need to be running in. You know, look at Liverpool, look at Mohamed Salah, look how he plays that wide that wide right strike a role and compare it. If you looked at an average position of Salah and compared it to an average position of Salah Thomas, Thomas would be 15, 20 yards further wide. And that's the big problem, I think. So when it comes into a Danny Ward or a Fraser Campbell, who, let's be honest, are the, the greatest um, central strikers. They're not there to hold it up. That's not their game. A bad touch and it's gone. It's swallowed up by two centre-halves. And, and that's the biggest thing. There's no, There's no... You know, number 10, there's no one in that little hole just behind. And I think it needs a shift in formation. Um, I think once Pippa comes back, I think we might see that. I think that's maybe hindering us a little bit. I don't know how long he's got before he's, before he's back. Um, but when he comes back, I'd, I'd certainly look to, if he wants to stick to three at the back, I'd, I'd look to maybe play 3-5-2 if I were, if I were Carlos. And, and I'd look maybe, you know, your three centre-halves and then I'd have Toffolo left, Pippa right, and then maybe O'Brien... Hog and um, Sinani, or even Sober Thomas, a little bit more central because they can get on the ball and actually drive it forward. And then, you know, you strike a probably Karoma and then one of others. Um, and I just think that maybe gives a little bit more balance, a little bit more creativity down the centre of the pitch. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's pedestrian. Oh, it's oh, they're, they're quality. Look at that. They should have been two up with another. Brilliant bit of football. How did he miss that? A guy screwed it wide. That's just what we got. Mm. That's what we were doing that last year, I thought, a little bit, where, you know, we were scoring, like, quick breakaway fast goals and stuff like that as well. But I just didn't... I just... It looks very slow when we when we kind of bring it forward and stuff now and that yeah. as well. I remember, I, remember, I remember saying last year, though, when I think we scored... A, I think it might have been Derby at home, and we scored a really good goal, and we went sort of front to back. And I remember thinking, when we do that, we look really well. 
all those goals that we scored that were like that were rehearsed goals, if that makes sense. They've done that 50, 60, 70, 80 times at training. And the problem that we have at town is unless it's in that situation where we've gone through it millions of times, we, we don't know how to play that way naturally, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So someone just picks it up and, and, and things happen. That that We can't do that. We, we win the ball and we hold on to it and it's like, I'm not quite sure where to go with this, so I'll pass it to him over there and sideways and maybe he can do something. But then he gets it and he's on the same thinking and he just goes backwards. There's no one breaking any lines. There's no movement. There's not nothing in front. There's nothing in behind. And you get to that point where I know we joke about it, but it just becomes a point of why don't we just stop doing that and we'll just play a long ball because it, it'll just at least get the ball in the area and we might get a second ball, we might get a knockdown, we might cause a bit of carnage and get an own goal or something. And it's really sad to say that because I think one of the other problems is that when Carlos first came in, we were sold almost a dream or almost an ethos of way that we would play football. And, and that ain't happening. And I think that's one of the big things that people hold against Carlos as well. We were told that we would play football in a certain style. And for me, we don't play football like that. And I think that is one of the things that you know people have a go in for, which is right, is you know quite right as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one because you said, because you're not for me, you know, if you're talking about glass half full, glass half empty, my glass is exactly half. I've, I've, I can't, I can't it's put a spot on that. You know, more. yeah, yeah, it's like literally, nice you know what I mean? It is, yeah, it we've is, gone, we've gone from conceding loads of goals, she's so got to do something, and it was for me, we sacrificed some of the creativity to get. You almost want that in the middle, really, and that as well. So I can kind of get it. We're solid. We're hard to break down. Huddersfield Town are not pushovers now anymore and that as well. Fulham game apart. But I don't get excited much when we get the ball now and that as well. And But the difference is what from you two. You think the players are there to do this. I'm not so sure. Sinan is a puzzle for me. I just... But the knowledge guy at work, season card holder, he buzzing over him. What? Every... Every other Monday, what's Sinani, Sinani, Sinani? They clearly think really highly of him and that as well. But my kind of feedback is we're not seeing him enough really in that. So I don't know what his best position is, Sinani. Is, is that because do you think do you think Carlos has put shackles on him then? Or you know, that what what do we say? If other, if other players are, are performing well and being exciting at other clubs, then is that a car is again is that a Carlos thing that's not letting them express themselves, maybe? I don't know. It's early days, pause, isn't it? But when I look at him, I don't think you know, we've had some gun loan players before, haven't we? Like someone like Casey Palmer and Izzy Browns and what have you. But for me, he doesn't. I don't think. Oof, you know, but it's not a Smith though, is So why is that? But it is early days. But it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's frustrating. But a frustrating season when we when we beat Blackburn with two goals back in a player spots. But it's 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 so difficult though because I don't want to pick us wins to death. But you can make a case for each one apart from, you know, maybe even Reading. Really. Smashed Reading, yeah. Reading a ninth now. That's that's the that's the wonderful thing about this. Yeah, yeah. Reading a ninth. They got some low players soon after straight away, didn't they? After the beat us. And, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, a tough one because we're, we're sort of discussing it now, and I'm sat here and I'm trying to think of what I can say next to to offer some sort of solution, and I can't. I'm a bit like I, I don't really know because I don't think there's anyone on bench you could bring in. I don't see any other players in the squad apart from maybe first eleven that could do any better than what we've got. So it's a little bit like. The next I can't really offer all advice or When we're doing this next Sunday, I think it's really going to define the mood of us because I think the table, obviously, you can kind of all it up, look at seven because people say that at work to me, oh, seven, what's what the still time? But I'm like, don't be kind of fooled by that because it's not all it seems. But the next two are so big. I think 
I think we need to win one of them, you know, and all of a sudden we could be like having this chat next Sunday. We're going to the national break 14th and, you know, it's, I don't know. I just don't, it's just weird, isn't it? It's a weird season, man. Weird season. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I've just looked, I've just quick looked at the table, because you're bang right in what you say, because we are seventh, but Preston at three points behind us and they're in 15. So it shows how tight it is. Obviously, I know that all that, all those teams below us can't, you know, they won't, they'll be playing each other and won't win, but in, in a couple of games, we could be quite easily back down 16, 17, 18, and then all of a sudden, you, like you say, oh, seventh the table goes out of window. It, it's too, it's only, you know, it's too early to say, look at a table because it's so tight. Why you can't, you can't even Why? Why? Well, see, I'd say that it's so tight because everybody's very similar to us in this league at the moment. I think there's a lot, of, you could probably listen to a lot of podcasts and there'll be fans of every team saying, oh, well, we beat bloody someone far now and then we've gone and lost 3 0 somewhere else. And I think that's the season it'll be. It's just, whoever turns up on the day and plays the best. It's like Reading, Reading, Reading won at Fulham, didn't they? And yeah, exactly. Fulham, Fulham pays those 5 yeah, you know. I think it's about playing teams at the right time as well as much as anything, which is. I thought you were saying on that earlier on. It's quite interesting with like that when you break the goals down into what's set pieces and what's come from open play and stuff. That that is the huge concern and that's well because you don't look and think, right, he's come, I mean, Rolando Aaron's or what have you. You don't think, right, he's, he comes in uh, and improves and stuff. So it's like, it I is. See, I see what you mean in terms, because you've been banging on about a quarterback for, for ages and we've, we've thrown in Vallejo as a potential solution in certain scenarios. And, you know, but uh, again, it bringing in a quarterback type, Different, you know, sort of an eight, if you like, to to play the ball, potentially could could be something which should help. But the movement ahead of a number eight has been so poor that will he have anyone to pick? You know, will it will you know you bring Aaron Moy into this team? Will he all of a sudden start sliding balls through for people because the movement's not there at the minute? It all seems to have just gone a bit stale, and I, I'm I'm very sort of aware that it's only a couple of games, and maybe we and the, and this podcast in my mind at the start wasn't going to go as maybe as negative as what this is. I'm, I'm quite all of a sudden I'm sat here and thinking, Oh, this has gone a bit more <laughs> negative than what it needs to do. You know? So I'm trying to think of ways to bring this back around now because it, it kind of went, went to a dark place and it paused. It went to a, a darker place than it needed to. But I think, I think that's I think because it, like you said earlier, Matt, you draw parallels with last season. So I it's, think that's it's the so worry, isn't it? Yeah. Into that. And I think, this if, is going I think cause is right as well. If we win one of the next two, I think everyone will go, Oh, okay. It's not, it's not like last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And I think that will, I think people will all of a sudden go, oh yeah, okay, okay, that's fine, it's fine, we're okay. Whereas we just see that de- decline, don't we? And similar to decline to last season, all of a sudden people are going, oh no, is this the, the good start? And all of a sudden everything goes to shit and we can't buy a win. And I think that's it. But, you know, you're very right because the next two, three games, we've got uh, Hull, uh, Luton and Blackburn. We could win all three, we could lose all three, but it's very important we don't lose all three. We definitely need a win and a draw at least from from these and I think we'll just all all calm our skin yeah I just, I, just, I just wish we could see I think it's really weird because you can saw but Thomas be massive has not he you know the it's been great it's been massive. brilliant it's been yeah. absolutely brilliant yeah do you, I, know I think we need a national break that did it. Yeah, I do I, I think it did and it just sort of stopped some of the momentum didn't it the international break and Sinani's come back having played a couple of games and he's struggled to get back into it and Thomas has probably not benefited from the stop and but, you know, we have it to get used to these. There's a few of them a season, so we have to get used to I think it. When you're, I think you're, when you're a team like Town as well and you you got on that momentum, um, an international break, not only in the, it, didn't, it hinders us for what for the reasons you've said, but it also gives 
as next maybe two or three oppositions to work on ways to stop that. It gives them an extra. I just want, yeah, I think I just want to see something a little bit different. Yeah, I just, I just want to see something a little bit different from, from Carlos and Town now, just to show that last season was last season. This season's completely different. If we see a couple Mm -hmm. of little alterations, uh, where we're not trying to do the same things as what we were last year, then I'll, I'll shut up and I'll be happy, you know. So, what, what would you say, Matt, for that though? Because I mean, because obviously you've asked us the questions, but you know, so, so for you, like you obviously want to see a little bit different. Any. I can see strengths and weaknesses with whatever we decide to use. And I think it's got to be a game by game approach. I think what Carlos has done this year is last year, he, he chopped and changed didn't he, quite a lot depending on the opposition. So last year, the opposition played two up front. He would play a back three. If they play one up front, it would be a back four. And that's similar to, to the bloke up the road, isn't it? So, but this year he's stuck rigidly with something and it's worked. We asked him to do this last year. So it'd be hypocritical for me to sit there and go, oh, he chops and changes too much. Why, why are you not changing it? You know, it, you know yeah. I don't want to be a hypocrite, but I think his in-game management needs to be a bit sharper sometimes. I think he's, uh, he's, sat, he's sat on things a bit too long and I think he's done a lot of good stuff this year. Don't get me wrong, Carlos. And, and you know, overall, I'm quite happy with the picture that he's, uh, he's painting at the minute. But I think there are times whereby maybe we just need to uh, react a bit quicker to the opposition. Like Nottingham Forest went 3-4-3. Three, three. Uh, you know, that was a surprise because they'd been playing a back four and we didn't react to that all game really uh, until actually, no, we did. But it was after 60 minutes and Swansea mm-hmm. again matched us up in terms of systems. They have been playing that, so it shouldn't have been a surprise. But again, 65 minutes or so before we actually tried to do something a little bit different. And I just probably like to see us being a bit more reactive and I would think about a 4-2-3-1 just because of the strike you know the the support behind the striker and I'll probably put Sinani to a number 10 uh, and have Thomas mm-hmm. and Karoma flanking uh, flanking probably probably stick with Danny Ward for now and see how he gets on with a 10 behind him um, yeah uh, but me see, post, it's interesting me the four, again the 4-2-3-1 I think I worry work, about the back I worry about the back line though then but would it would it drop into a natural four five one, which then it's team to happen a lot under Wagner? We we'd set up as a four two three one, and yeah. it, it, it often ended up as five in midfield. And I think this is, this is you going four four two. Concern, get it for it. This is where this is going. No, right? I, you know me. I'm a bit old school, Matt. But <laughs> I don't think four four two would work because we haven't got anyone up front that could play that system. But yeah, I think you know, like I say, three five two again. Pippa is massive. He's, he, he can just add some balance because without Pippa, for me, we haven't really got a right back. And all he turns sits in there and is a, well, a right Turton, back on paper. Turton, but he's, he's, not been a... asked, he's been asked to play as a wing back turn and he is a defensive right back. So mm. switching to a back four would be a bit more natural for him and maybe he'll look a bit better than maybe he has done so far. But I, I, I think Cos is getting bored here with, with our tactic talk. So we'll, <laughs> I, I think we might need to move on. It's really awkward for me because. I want us to do as well as we can. I don't want us to ship something goods, but I want to see exciting football. But I can, so it's not turning me on this whatsoever. Just, just balance, oh, anyway. So it's like this is the problem, really. It's like, well, Carlos would be sat in my own right because they're like so many goals conceded, garbage, getting battered every week. I've stopped that now. We're winning games. He said, "What more do you want?" And I'd say, Carlos, it's like I get that, mate. But for me, play. <laughs> What I want to see on a Saturday afternoon is not what you're kind of dishing up, but but then it's like, well, if I went back to last year, I'll lose my job. That kind of free-flowing approach, which I thought that we had, but very kind of naive at times and stuff. So just, It just lacked control, and I think that's I town that. just... I think the, the problem with me, one of the things that I don't like about 
I haven't liked about Carlos's football is I crave control of possession. Yeah, you know, as a fan watching, I just want us to control the game. And I always felt like last year it was a little bit basketball. Like we, even though we might be one nil up, there's no control over the game, and that that showed with us, you know, losing lead. You know how many leads we lost. And I just want a little bit. I, I like that, but I just want a bit more control from the middle of the park sometimes, just to take the sting out of opposition and and things like that. And I think he's learned, but I think it might have just gone a bit too far the other way. I just hopefully over the next three games we just see the balance tilt a little bit. What they did to us with that goal would have. That, well, that goal well the yeah. problem is people people worked out last year. Oh, like that, that would a great goal from them. Tom Lee's. Uh, yeah, Tom Lee's. Yeah, I thought he positionally could have maybe done a bit better. But they could have scored against Sickle. That that's the football I want to see. Exciting football. We saw that against Reading against Post. Good striker, good striker in from Swansea yeah. as well, Piro. Uh, decent. Um yeah. but the the tilts out and the mood and kind of the table out of it. I'm just thinking this town this season is yeah, it's doing a job. Yeah, there's other crap teams. Yeah, there's a lot gonna be on minuses soon with deductions and stuff, but is this what I wanna get? You know, on Tuesday night, everyone's gonna be queuing down that Leeds Road, traffic lights and stuff, park the car. Getting the I want to be excited, man. I ain't seen that. My main issue is that the opposition, if they sit in a low block. Yeah. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them. Honestly, if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. If if they sit low, we're knackered. And we have been knackered for 12 months. If they just sit off, Forrest did it. Um, Quite a few teams do it. They just sit off in that low block and we just don't really. And maybe that's where your creative midfielder needs to come in, Cosy, but you know. And maybe a decent tenor can pick balls. Yeah, definitely. Alex Pritchard. I can get we're sitting with dangerous yeah. like we've burgled some games, you know, this season away. But at home, I'm just wanting. Uh, yeah, do you know? But the thing is, on the flip side, Stoke burgled us, I think, for a win as well. They had one shot on target. Yeah. You know, all game. So you know, it's it's worked both ways. But I think we shouldn't even move on and stop overanalyzing that. Because I think we've maybe overanalyzed that a little bit. Um, shall we hear what other people think? I think this is always a good thing. Let's go to the football forum. And let's just bear in mind the football forum. I asked the question at quarter to five because I like the raw opinion of it. You know? <laughs> I like, yeah. If I ask, if I ask now, it'll probably, I think everybody <laughs> a little bit. But I think if I ask now, I think everybody would be a little bit calmer. So I think yeah. some of these might be. So not to take these out of context or anything. These are straight after the final whistle. When they tweeted a map. <laughs> so the Huddersfield Town family um, friendly Twitter account. This one says utterly dreadful today. I'd love to know what the game plan was because from the moment we kicked off, we were second best all over the pitch. Tactics and subs were very poor. All the positivity from the good start will quickly drain away with a, uh, without a huge reaction on Tuesday. So, yeah, that's pretty much what you said, Cos. Uh, Hursty, HTFC. Hursty says, team selection and tactics all wrong today. Need a reaction soon to prove that this is just a blip. Andy K uh, says, I cut my grass instead. Once we go 1-0 down, that's the end of it. Losing patience with Carlos. I want him to be successful. 
but it simply isn't. And I think I think some yeah, of us are kind of at that point. Well, that stat well, today I read or somewhere that when we we haven't, have we not won any month when we've been behind? There's some kind of wacky stat in there that I did. We... I did something last week because where since the turn of the year, I think if we go one nil down, then we lose eighty percent of the games that we go one yeah. nil down. Yeah. So it's first goal wins, I think, for for us a lot of the time. But uh, the self righteous one, I like that. Uh, to not have a shot on target is just disgusting. To not have a go at the opposition and it sure ain't entertaining. It's an insult to fans who have travelled to that game. So, yep. John Broadley says, got to start different on Tuesday. Vico instead of Hog, start Meepo, even if he only plays 45. Uh, HTFC Dreams said, side is missing energy. Hog high, Luis O'Brien or Holmes. Dwayne Holmes has done all right, you know, since he's you know, a couple of sub appearances. I thought Forrest and again, he looked lively. So maybe Dwayne's playing himself into contention. Uh, Meepo Karoma Sobra. Has, has, he, has he done all right or has he just been better? Well, he's, he's done, well, yeah, he's done better than it. That's how it works, though, isn't it? He's done better than who he's come on for, so yeah. maybe he should take the shirt. But uh, Tufflin's turned stroke. Carlos has to develop a plan B. Uh, Phil, Phil still is 100% AstraZeneca vaccinated. Uh, so thanks for that, Phil. Uh, poor, very poor. <laughs> what have we been doing in training? Uh, Dean Smith says, absolute dross. I'd back my under 14 team to get a clean sheet against town, and we've conceded nine in the last three. Dean, good win against Man United, mate. Thanks for tweeting, but what a win <laughs> that is. Good result, man. You see that Fernandez penalty? That was yeah, that was a shock of that. Good job, and- man. So Grealish got some good players in instead. Good work, Dino. So 10-0-6-8-8, Matt says simple if we don't score first we don't compete there is no change in attitude and we can't break teams down don't ever see Meepo being effective for us can't remember the last time we played a ball in between the fullback and centre back for our central striker to turn them round exactly yeah I agree with that do you know why though do you know why that doesn't happen because teams sit so low yeah that's the low block isn't it but they sit on the edge of 18 yard box because they know that we can't create anything so there's no point them pushing up and pushing out to allow us to then try that because but even when they don't we don't just sit on edge just sit here and there's no way that they're going to be able to get past us. So I'm happy to go one nil up and sit on this edge of box. And that's all, that's why then balls don't happen because they don't need to defense don't defenders don't come out against us because why would they? Dag Barnett says two poor results and performances. We need to show more in both games in the next week, or the questions people had at the start of the season will be raised again. Uh, oh, I think we've already started raising those. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard, I- Richard Iredale, Rickster underscore 76, says, it looks like whatever Carlos did that made us terrible in the second half of last season. He's done it again. We have gone from a team that looked like it was gaining confidence to one that is very poor with little coherent direction or style. <laughs> what Mate, I've told you, this is straight after kickoff, so people are obviously a bit annoyed by, by the Swans again. What a team. <laughs> Daniel Sanderson says, how can Carlos justify us not shooting during games? Why are we still passing the ball around the back when being pressed when we know our players aren't good enough to do it? His tactics aren't great. Uh, Phil Clayton says, play fast attacking football. If we get hit on the break and lose, at least we had a go. Play slow, defend first and hope to hit the opposition on the break. Only works with the players who are good enough to play that way. We did it at, we did it at Sheffield, but had a lot of luck. Need a rethink. Uh, and yeah, so a lot of these, uh, Terry J, Scott Nixon. Scott Nixon says, uh, they're, they're kind of pointed with the red. You know, so this is now what people... Again, the next three games are huge because these people are saying was some of the earlier stuff a blip and, you know, what's it going to be like going forward? So Scott Nixon says with the Reading and Blackpool games, the exception to the rule overall, the football that is offered up is awful. And realistically, is it going to get better? And I think this is where we're at as well, isn't it? You know, we're just a bit worried that last season's coming back, but like Cosy's very right to point out that, look, let's wait for this, for these next three games first, and then we'll be able to have a clearer picture of where we're at. 
I watched Hull and Sheffield United the other week and that as well. And Hull City were absolutely awful. I've tipped them and go down, so hopefully they'll carry on being as awful. But I tipped Coventry and they're smashing it. Uh, <laughs> I did well there. The things that don't matter, Robins. So there's that poor. Because I feel more confident now. God, this is famous last words. They're going to reel that in May. But I mean, I feel more confident now in staying in the division and having a better season than I did at the start. Not just because of 13 points, because there's other teams I've seen that in a bit of disarray in that as well. It's just like what you said, Matt, and we mentioned that on the pod, that they play, we're missing this and we need this and we need that and we need that. All the other teams seem to be in the same boat, apart from your Bournemouth, Fulham's... Oh, Bournemouth, yeah, we've got too much of this, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. So, they, But I don't want to just be better than before because so there's a crap, if that makes sense, and that's all. I want our standards to raise, and that's where... Well, this is this is what we're, we're talking about, yeah. going back to last season as well, is are we, are we moving on? Is, is everything moving yeah. on? And... I like it. I think you're right. I think we'll we'll calm our skin a little bit and uh, get behind the club and, and Carlos over the next three games, and hopefully that's that's right. But uh, thanks to everybody who's. Um, I, I'm going to stop. It's interesting, it's interesting from um, from the comments, Matt. That and it's probably resonates to me to where I am personally with it. There's a lot of we need to do X, we need to do Y, and it may be just because people are in our characters to tweet, but. There's not, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? If that makes sense. So this is the problem. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. This this could be a potential solution. There's not many people coming forward with ways to, and, and I'm guilty of it myself. You know, I'm sat here now. It's not our job. Why don't, we, <laughs> why don't we try? No, but normally as a fan, you'd be like, right, get him off, put him on, do this, yeah, do yeah. that. And I, I'm I can't think of anything because... I look at this bench and I can't think, right, well, if them three came on and played, it'd be better because... And I'm shouting for Scott Ipos. I just don't get it. I just, I just can't. I just cannot think what we could do or who we could play or what system we'd, we'd be able to utilise it would make us so much better. And I, it's well, weird. Let, well, let's think of who's out. We've got Aaron's back. I mean, is he fit? I can't think he's fit. Just I think Aaron Rowe, Aaron Rowe might offer something. Aaron Rowe, yeah. I, li- I like Aaron Rowe. I think he could offer something mm. when he's back. He offers a little I mean, bit of flexibility. I mean, people, really, you know. Pimper, yeah, it's quality. Aaron, Rondo, Aaron. I think it's just... Uh, Rhodes, is he going to... I can't see no. the difference because he's just similar to what... Yeah, Mipo's the one that does worry me. I don't want to... You know, there's still time for him to obviously come, but I do worry he's going to be a cameo man 20, 30 minutes. I'd love to get there on the ground Tuesday night, get that scoreboard, look behind a Mipo. He's I, think a long, I, think, I just think there's a long-term game with, with, with him, to be honest, mate. I, I don't think he's a... I know we've brought him in as a loan and you want loan players to make an impact, but I think we're looking at him with a long-term view of, and I think we're hoping that we might be able to, I think just from what Phil said, you know, in the last interview, Phil Hodgkinson said, where we might be looking at him a little bit of a longer term and trying to get him a little bit longer. And think, mm. I think so we, we're we just tra- overanalyzed like this game. Maybe Carlos is overanalyzing me, but just get him maybe. in. Maybe just throw him in. Like he's that kind of manager to me, man. I think I think Mipo needs the support though. Like that's that central support we're talking about because he's been thrown to the wolves a little bit. He came on against Forest and he had three men stood around him. The lad's going to do nothing, you know, with three players stood yeah, around. Yeah, it was him, interesting. You know? There were there were a comment one before we signed in that I don't I can't remember exactly right, but he did say that he's very raw and he's probably not ready for adult first team football on a regular basis. So I can. But he's got he's as got, much as you want to throw somebody like that on. You sometimes, know. sometimes that's a good thing, though. Sometimes he's not. Well, yeah. You know, he's not, he's got no scar tissue, if you like, and you could, you know, so maybe throwing him on in certain scenarios. But you have to get him the ball to, you know, to and you know, let him shoot when he gets it. And that's that's the thing mm-hmm. we're not getting the ball to him. Um, but anyway, thanks to everybody who's. Um, and sorry that I've not read all these out, but a lot of them are very, very similar, and I've been reading the same comments out, I think, over and over. But thank you to everybody who's who's got in touch. HTFC Dream says the podcast has been directing criticism at Hog. 
And all right, we, we've we've sort of mentioned that you know, hockey's passing is Not a little me, side man. to side. No, but I just yeah, I just want to point out, I, did, I did have a <laughs> yeah, I did have a slight discussion with him about this, and it was all right. It was it was decent, and uh, I did say to him about different situations for different scenarios. But I forgot to point out that this podcast we did pretty much bear the Jonathan Hogg flag last season for Player of the Year. So there you go, uh, HDFC Dream. We uh, you know we're big fans of Jonathan Hogg, and we do love the guy. It's just you sometimes you just think a different. Different horses for different courses. That's all it is. And Cosy loves him. And Cosy's sat there, just sat there ready to attack us if we say anything bad about Hoggy. <laughs> I don't discuss Jonathan Hogg with Cosy because we, we end up fighting. <laughs> uh, also, I want to point out, Andrew Peace said, uh, you were up at half past five this morning to go watch that rubbish. A few beers tonight and up for a better look at yeah, the Foss Races. And it's for those people that went to watch this. So I wanted to read that and just say, well done to those that did actually go down to Swansea and watch, you know, and, and take in the game. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an effort to go down to Swansea. I, we've, you know, we've all been to Swansea. It's a tough ride, especially on a coach. And you know, I think it's like five-hour journey. I think that's what you've got yeah. to remember. I think two, it's too right there. You've the got nothing back for it. A few shots, don't you? No, I don't mean a sambuca. I mean on the go, man. So, <laughs> I do get. They might need some sambuca afterwards, yeah. though. That's the thing. Well, so those people who've paid the money and hundred percent, they've got more right than any of us who's kind of watched it. Or what have you? Not yeah. been then, you know, today because. You, that's the minimum you expect. That, Especially that, when there's a petrol shortage and all, going all that way for that, bloody hell. And uh, you just think, though, don't, it reminds me of like England in that Euros and stuff with extra time. I'm not going back and a bit left field, but you've got an opportunity to do something, to make yourself a, a, a do something different. Like, to be fair, Matt, you said against Sheffield, they did change it and went for gold. It's yeah, like, not, everything, not everything's it, rubbish with Carlos. Not, not, nothing at Swansea. So just even to lose two, at least you've done something different. We're just, just exactly the same, really, man. Mm. Right, well, so, just getting Nabisar up front. Nabisar uh, up front. 4-4-2. Four, four, knock it long. Feed off at scratch. Mike Bassett style. Come on. Nabisar. It might, it might work. <laughs> to be honest, Nabisar is that, that random. It might just, it might even work. It yeah, might work. Blackburn, Tuesday. It knows where to score. Yeah, Blackburn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come we'll, on, Nabisar. We'll think of that. <laughs> uh, right, guys. So, uh, we've been contacted recently by Iconic Sporting Moments to uh, run a competition for you lovely people. And I think the majority of people that taking this podcast do so over audio. But if you are watching on YouTube, we have one of these to give away. So this is an iconic uh, sporting moment uh, featuring Christopher Schindler and the commentary moment from Daniel Mann from uh, Wembley. Uh, we'll be doing a competition whereby you will need to follow us and you will need to follow at iconic sporting moments. Uh, and I will be posting that out next week. And uh, the winner will be picked at random by uh, one of those wonderful uh, mechanisms that you find online that picks a random winner for you with a set of uh, heuristics and uh, we'll be giving this away um, look alright in the sauna that work Pos it would make it look better than that bloody thing wife put up anyway <laughs> you'd have to get sign off for something like that though but, but yes. would make, yeah. yeah so for if so, anybody's yeah. listening uh, check out uh, on uh, Monday Tuesday check out uh, us on Twitter uh, and uh, we'll be running the competition for, for one of these and, and it's pretty decent uh, right, so last week, Poz, uh, we um, asked for a Carlos song, didn't we? And you came up with one with the Sauber and Colwell at the back, Sauber and Attack. That was the one Carlos is going to take us to the Premier League. You think you did say it might need a little work still, but there is one in process, so you can listen to that in the South Stand on Tuesday night. Poz will be with his microphone at the hopefully, front. Hopefully, mate, hopefully. See, we're not, off, we're not off a league against him. We want him to do well. But Andy Kay did ask for a, a very specific Mary Poppins one. Uh, didn't he, with the underly, underly, underly sort of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And I did get one via a DM from uh, James at Not Drig Bear. And um, 
would you like to hear what he, what he, well, he didn't send a voice, I'll have to do it, but would you like to hear what he... I uh, would said? like nothing more, Matt, than you singing uh, this story. Right, so I'm not going to sing it, I'm going to speak it, because... No, you got to sing it. Because he's the singer. Uh, but he's put Super Carlos in New Balance and his bright white chinos. He will make the Hudders play the best you've ever seen us. On his trousers, oh, his trousers are so tight that you can see his penis. Super Carlos, New Balance, <laughs> and his bright white chinos. I actually thought it was quite funny. So we've, <laughs> we've done that one out. Uh, right, guys, we've not done this for a while, Cozzy, but I'm going to throw this to you, and I'm going to press the magic button. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Absolute danger, this fella. Jan Sievert in the crowd, a possible David Wagner successor. <laughs> Send out Patrick Davidson to find out. Max Saggers, Whopper. Adrian Durham, absolute Whopper. You can't tell me Eddie Howe won't be keeping tabs on us. Hashtag SWFC. Because I've watched your match today, and trust me, I think you might as well take up archery at times. Golden parachute catch. Nice. How dare you? How actually dare you? There we go. It's good to hear Neil's voice back on every now and then, isn't it? Um, right. Okay. So uh, we don't usually do this, do we? But Danny Simpson. Danny Simpson. What a guy. Um, last year, he's uh, so Lewis O'Brien signed his new contract. We're all incredibly happy. People congratulating him on Instagram. And then Danny Simpson weighed in with bad decision. And, you know, if that's his opinion, I don't really care. You know, if that is his opinion, he's entitled to it, whatever. But, you know, it's not so much that. It, it's more the response from him afterwards, you know, after he got quite a bit of stick. Um, and his response was, Lewis is an am- just to clear this up, Lewis is an amazing player. It was a bit of banter, which I understood the fans took wrong. He knows I love him and I'm proud of his development. What I meant was you've tied him down, which is great because in the future, if he carries on, there will be big clubs trying to sign him, which comes down to his ability and professionalism. Apologies, Terriers. And it didn't really make any sense whatsoever, did it, in terms of um, in terms of the original thing. But I just I just sort of read that and I just rolled my eyes and thought, I'm going to continue scrolling past. But it's nice to get a whopper on every now and then, isn't it? Did I don't understand why he did it. Did he delete it initially? The, no, I don't think he did. No, no, I think he's left it on. But which is fair enough. Yeah, no, I, not, not that reply at the end, but didn't the first thing? Didn't his first thing come off? I don't I know. I've, I've stopped looking at it. I've stopped looking. Smile. I don't know how people do this because you've got get these a lot where people like tweet and then they'll delete it. But someone's managed to get a screen grab of it. I don't. Know. It's almost like they would sit on their account just like waiting for it to be right. Get it. But yeah, I mean, we've. To be fair, I did smile because we've all been there. Well, I have anyway, where I put a post <laughs> on and it's like, in good faith and what have you. And then it's like, you think, oh, no, do I delete it? Do I amend it? And you end up kind of doing nothing. And it's like, but I mean, he <laughs> did dug a big at all, hadn't he, really? But why put that? Well, the, the only thing that makes sense is if he's put bad decision by the club. 
and then it makes more sense. And afterwards, I thought, oh, maybe he meant it was he was actually just having a laugh, and he's put bad decision. I had to get mad, Matt. The, the explanation didn't explain it; it just made it more confusing. Oh, well, that's me. that's why he's a whopper. But I don't really. I, care. Maybe he's maybe he's tried to do it as a DM and he's posted it by mistake. <laughs> he's done an old Nigel Clibbins, hasn't he, and pressed the wrong button. The thing is, it's oh, obvious, obviously it's got bad blood with other silk tans. So you've got a that has got to use to be taken in a context and that as well, because obviously the issue with the cow in the contract and the retraction and playing past, you know, kind of COVID and what have you and stuff. But it's like, so if this had come from some randomer like that, had never that must have an Instagram video silk tan. I don't know. Trying to think who we are. Someone like uh, God, I forgot who is Charlie Austin. Gordon Watson. Yeah, someone like that. Then it's like rage. But I just laughed about it really because. Good example, that is like he's digging himself into a bigger hole. It is what yeah. it is. Good Michael Town. I get that what's happened with him and stuff. And yeah, I th- I'm he's just Danny, Danny, we're not angry. We just, yeah, it's just you. I don't know why you're, 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 you're in the danger like that, zone. <laughs> just own your opinion and just say, yeah. you know, it's a bad, I think it's a bad decision. Don't come out and be like, oh yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Or just, just. No one cares really what he thinks, so why is he, why is he trying to justify it? You know. Yeah, I don't think anyone's it's really weird. bothered now. But it was it was just, it was just a bit of fun while it lasted. Oh dear, Louis O'Brien. Anyway, Cosy, it's a it's yeah. a good a good, uh, a good coup for the club tying Louis down to twenty twenty five, isn't it? Yeah, the interesting article in the Football League paper this morning. Uh, all other papers available and that as well, but basically it's saying what I think and that as well. It's like it's. Good business from Huddersfield to get. So it's good then, because it because it backs you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Was it right? Trying to get Huddersfield to sign a contract as well, and, and other so it's right, protecting yeah. assets. They were basically praising Huddersfield Town for protecting their assets, and it's smart thinking because you know we'll probably get 15 million for him and that as well. And that's all I see. And yeah. a few yeah. people that there's a lot of people steaming in saying, "Oh, you know." Billion, he's staying with us for 2024 or whatever it is, but he ain't gonna. Let's be fair. Well, you never know. He might, he might, he might, but it's. I just think it's good because surely there's going to be a clause or two in there. But it is. I didn't expect him to be here now, so it's well. Obvious. Well, the Yorkshire Evening Chest Wank actually did say, didn't they, that um, there was a a release clause in there, so they uh, they broke that. Didn't probably they? But... Problem, Matt, is that if as, if they keep doing poor, whichever one votes, probably on this podcast. It's probably no chance of him disappearing there, I think, but we'll see anyway. So it's a long way between now and January, but it's, uh, yeah, I didn't see him being here at this time, kind of in the summer. So 100% yeah. positive, really, for me. Fantastic. Uh, pause. We, we did talk about it last week, didn't we? But we're both happy that Louis O'Brien is staying and uh, a little bit of ginger solidarity yeah. from you. Uh, one thing that came out of his interview, though, and uh, I think it surprised you, was that he doesn't like his song. This, this, this he don't, yeah, I don't know if he doesn't like it because we actually spoke to him about it just to make sure that he were all right with it when it first came out. So maybe he's just got bored of it rather than, than not liking it. But it is yeah. what it is, isn't it? It's a good, you know, tough. <laughs> this, is this where you're just going to shut up, Ron? You know, is that yeah. <laughs> you, you have a song, or you don't. <laughs> Sorry, Lewis, we've tried. Yeah, Ollie Fisher did actually. No, it worked. Right? It worked. He did say in an interview, didn't he? Maybe it's, you know, it's a bit of a banter song, isn't it? More than all that. So might have a discuss. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll be do. honest, mate. I've, I've always thought it's a bit naff, to be honest. But, yeah, I have to be fair. <laughs> but, you know, at least he's got a song. We've had worse. We've definitely had worse. That Mary Poppins one from Carlos, as, as an example. <laughs> that's, not, that's not taking <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's not taking off. Although I wish it would. Uh, right, so I think the, a good way to finish this podcast, guys. So I don't think Brady and Josh are going to get a Blackburn preview out. Uh, we have talked a little bit about uh, Blackburn Rovers. 
And one of the games that they play, they do uh, a little game called Trash Talk. But when they don't have enough people for Trash Talk, they do a they do a, a little game to um, remember the eleven from a previous game. So I picked a game between Blackburn and Huddersfield. I had to do this very quickly, and unfortunately, this eleven dot com doesn't have uh, the the lineups that I wanted. Uh, but I've picked a game. Blackburn Rovers won Huddersfield Town nil from the 16th of April 2013. Stop Googling, pause. And uh, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you uh, to name, see, Cosy, stop Googling, to see if you can name as many players from this starting lineup as possible. So, pause, how many do you reckon you could name from the starting lineup? Well, sorry, what, what year was it again? This is 2013, April 2013. 2013. Well, that's yeah. a bit of a note here, isn't it, for town? I'll go away. Uh... In fact, do you know what? In fact, go on, tell me. Do you know what? I'm going to open the chat box and individually, individually, in fact, how many do you reckon you can name, Poz? I'll, I'll go away. 2013. Oh, what kit did we wear? I go by kits. Cosy, put that phone <laughs> down. Put that phone down, Cosmala. Scott Bradley, mate. He's uh, just won his uh, bet, so he's really happy. <laughs> Good old he's asked me some Spanish. Have you got a Blackberry? No. You look like a Blackberry then. Yeah, I've, I've left Apple, but anyway. Yeah. 2013, <laughs> so we've just got promoted, haven't we? Everyone's happy. Yep. So how many how many players do you reckon you could name? Without, without, go with, without doing I'll that. I'll go with five. Five. Do you reckon you could do six, Cozzy? Yeah, I'm going to have a go. All right, then. What I want you to do is I want you both to do six, and I want you to type it to me in the chat box. Oh, I'm not weird, man. And you've got 30 seconds, and then we'll read them out. Do, 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 do. Remember, when you type into me, to the, you have to send it to me, though, not to everyone, otherwise you'll be swapping. Oh, shit, yeah, we're going to know. When I do that. Oh, there we are. Look, Matt Post. Right, so just for so while you guys are... While you guys are typing in, just a little bit of filler. So this was Blackburn Rovers versus Huddersfield Town on the 16th of April, 2013. The referee was a Darren Drysdale. The scoreline was Blackburn Rovers 1, Huddersfield Town 0, played at Ewood Park in front of 15,317 people. And do you know who scored for Blackburn that day, guys? Matt Janssen. Jordan Rhodes. Oh, I went to this game, yeah. Oh no! Right, I'm going to give you ten seconds. Good to you. I hope I've got the right season here. I'm just guessing people from that era. <laughs> it actually looks like a pretty strong, pretty strong side. One, two, three, four, five. The hell, pause. Right, okay, so we've got those in. Right, so Dan Porritt, you've gone with Smithies, Naki Wells, Philip Billing. I think Phil would have been about 15 at that point. Peter Clark. <laughs> have you gone with Andy Butler? He used to play around around about the same time as Peter Clark, didn't he? <laughs> right, so you've you've got, I'll tell you how many you've got. You've got Smithies, that's one. You've got Peter Clark, that's two. Oh, Billing, good. nope. Wells, nope. Butler, nope. Cosmo. Oh, I had another guess. Oh, and you've got Ward. Uh, Danny Ward. Uh, did Danny Ward play? The answer is no, he didn't. Hey, he was, was he on the bench? He was. Oh, to get you battered everywhere. Because he's <laughs> gone for Smithies. 
Correct. That's one. Oliver Norwood. That's two. Sean Scannell. That's three. That's the game. Uh, Vaughn for Dwayne Holmes. Five. Duh. No, not Dwayne. Any, oh. any, any advance there? Potter's looking at the team now, I think. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Well, if it, if it were that sort of era, then it'd probably be Lynch, maybe. Joe Lynch? Uh, Lynch was on the bench. He didn't play. Hog? He were around no. still. No. 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 Right, so just to put you out your misery, the team that day was Alex yeah. Smithers in goal, Peter Clark at centre-back with Anthony Gerrard, uh, Callum Woods was at right-back. Yeah, balls. Man. Callum Woods, but yeah. Callum man. Woods, I did not like him. Paul Dixon was at left back. I didn't like him either. Uh, Adam, Clayton, Adam, Clay, Adam Clayton in midfield with uh, Neil Dans, Oliver yeah. Norwood, Keith yeah. Southern. Oh, the QE2. And Sean Scannell with James Vaughan up front and Huddersfield lost 1 0. Jermaine Beckford, Oscar Goburn, and Alan Lee did come on that day. So there you go. So we, we're coming yeah. up to Blackburn. Thankfully, I think we've got a better side than that now, I would say. Uh, we're going into black. So this this game is is uh, a really sort of important one, isn't it, guys? Um, you know what you've got to do here, Matt, is not be in Blackburn have scored five against Cardiff, so they'll be on high because that's not how the championship works, mate. And you know oh. it anyway. So we hope anyway. down. I hope they bring a few though. I think they will do. They always bring a, a thousand or so, so it should be all right. It will be empty seats, job on it. I think we're struggling to get above ten thousand. I think on Tuesday, but. I'm hoping for a, a bit of banter across the south stand and a good game, really. A few goals, hopefully. It's yeah, been... a, they're in an interesting, interesting form, Blackburn. Just having a, a quick look now because I've done absolutely zero research on this. But their um, last six, they've won two, drawn three, lost one, and they don't seem particularly great away from home, in all honesty. Uh, they're, at home, they're pretty decent. They've won the last two home games. Uh, away from home, a couple of draws, a nil-nil and a 1-1. One, one. So... Infogol predicts that Infogol is actually predicting a Blackburn win, uh, but Betfair is uh, 37% Huddersfield. I don't know why I'm advertising Betfair because I don't really do any betting. Uh, so they're th- <laughs> 37%. So, you know, the odds odds really sort of tilt slightly towards Blackburn, I think, in, in some respects there. Uh, the analyst verdict says Blackburn, there's actually decent value in Blackburn to win this game as well. So, uh terms of top goal scorers as well, Blackburn have got seven goals out of uh, the Chilean reborn international Ben Brereton Diaz. Uh, he's he's smashing things up there. Sam Gallagher's got three as well. That's interesting that they've got a striker with seven goals. Um, I haven't seen one of our strikers score seven goals for quite a while. No, <laughs> so, we've got Mike Pearson. Though, so Mike Pearson is our top goal scorer with three. Jeremy Simpson's the referee. I've just got some stats here. Oh, no. I hate that guy. Seven, eight cards uh, per game. He's a dread... Honestly, <laughs> look out for him. He's a dreadful referee. I think he hates Huddersfield, Jeremy Simpson. Oh, no. I think he's the one where I think we've won one game out of 18 or something that he's refereed as. We do not win when he, oh, plays, when he referees us. Well, you can say that about most of them. Five, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, it's not exactly <laughs> Head-to-head streaks. We haven't had a without a clean sheet against Blackburn in six. It's uh, time to turn the tide. Uh, it... Yeah, I think it's got a job all over it, mate. Nailed on one money, I think. Yeah, one all. I think I would take that as well. One all draw. I think a draw get us back, get us back uh, moving 
moving upwards yeah. again, I think that'll be decent. Matty Pearson, it's it funny though because after after Everton, we we lost, but because we played well, everyone were really happy. So a it, cup, it's a cup game one. as well, isn't it, against a Premier League team? So well, it kind of gave us that little bit of a springboard, didn't it? Because it, it got everyone back on side that that performance. So if if it's a one all with a good performance, it's it's totally different situation to one all playing as we did at Swansea, if that makes sense. So it depend if we're going to draw, it depends on the. I think we need a performance to go along with the with the result. Personally, the good thing in this division, even probably against you say West Brom, but Fulham, anyone else back from Fulham, Bournemouth, and to a certain extent West Brom, but any of the other eighteen teams, I think, you know, we can win. So it's like that's the beauty of the championship, and that's why mm, it is yeah, possible. Yeah. It's it, anything yeah. could happen. If you were betting on that game on Tuesday, you wouldn't have a clue what to do. I don't. You'd have no idea, would you? No, absolutely no idea. Uh, but it, I'm looking for us to get on the front foot and go for it a bit more. So let's hope that Carlos has watched this podcast and putting his plans in place. thing is, it's interesting. I were, I we're going to pick up on it earlier, Cosy, but just whilst we're sort of talking about that, you you sort of mentioned about wanting to see, like, you know, like the exciting football and all that sort of stuff. And to me, the, the, the result, if we play, you know, a little bit more reserved and we try to shut up shop and win 1-0, you know, you don't particularly mind it as much. It's when the results go against us that then you sort of kick off a little bit about that. You know, like Mourinho, you've sort of been a master yeah, of yeah. the 1-0 win and it does mask a... You can come away saying, you know what, we didn't really play well there, but at least we won. We're at the stage where we're not winning now. Mm. Um, so that that becomes a, a double fold and all of a sudden playing a little bit more defensive becomes a really big bugbear of people's because you're not because you're losing so you're thinking why are we attacking why are we attacking but actually if we play if we play a little bit more reserved and and sneak a one nil win from a set piece you know you kind of come away thinking you know happy days so it's can you it's, I'd rather it's hard isn't it it's really hard some nice football and finish twentieth and kind of shop shop and dull and finish thirteenth you know but yeah yeah but I don't know it's just anyway we're going it's like we're, we're Rewind it back to start the pod, but it's. I'm going to say we've already talked about all this. We can't blame the guy, mate. His job's on the line. If if he doesn't score on the back, and he has done that, but I just want to see a bit more. It would be it would be nice. I know they did ask Phil in that interview, but it would be nice to know what the expectation is. Um, Not I'm not saying that they need to publicise it, but it'd just be nice to know what what we said to Carl. So that someone said, look, we need to do X, Y, and Z better. Because that could have a big bearing on what Carlos does as well. You know, there's outside influences, isn't there? If he's been told specifically, look, you need to stop letting goals in, that's what I was trying to do. If this, if they said you need to start scoring more, would he change and play, you know, a little bit more expansive? So without knowing the barometer in which Carlos is being marked against until February, as Phil says, which is nearly end of the season, so it's a little bit easier for him to say, and it could it could be different then to what he might have said now. Without knowing his, his barometer and his yardstick, it's really hard to say is he doing a good job or not a bad job as a fan because, you know, you don't know, do you? I think I'm just the only thing that I've found about this of interest to me anyway with this Huddersfield Blackburn thing is you compare the strikers. Danny Ward has had uh, seven shots from seven games this season, and Ben Brereton Diaz has had thirty from nine, and he's scored seven goals. Yeah. And uh, you, it's it's just interesting to see season, that, that they get their striker in you know yeah. shooting positions. But there we go. But that's the only thing. I've probably got pass it to him. They'll probably pass it to his feet rather than yeah. whether yeah. it's down wing or something like that. Well, that's you know, it, isn't it? Yeah, you can't beat a midweek game at Brexit your week, and it's even better. Yeah, you can't. A, a, a night under lights at John Smith is one of my favourite places to be. Stick your red button, man. Get to the ground. Don't be red buttoning it. Get there. I'll see you there. Right, we'll be we'll be there on <laughs> Tuesday. So. 
see you down there and uh, thanks for listening everybody and uh, thanks for Magic Rock for sponsors and keep an eye on our socials for a couple of competitions in midweek and uh, that is it for us cue the music There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, muck nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.